Hello, this is Digital Accessibility, the people behind the progress. I'm Joe Walensky, the creator and host of this series. And as an accessibility professional myself, I find it very interesting as to how others have found their way into this profession. So let's meet one of those people right now and hear about their journey. All right, welcome to another episode where I have the opportunity to speak with another accessibility practitioner. And today I am pleased to be speaking with Lars Holm Sorensen. Hello, Lars, how are you today? Hello, and thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm good. And thank you for inviting me in here. I'm excited about being here. Well, uh, uh, most often with this uh, program, I've been at my home office on Vashon Island, but today I'm at Blink's headquarters uh, office in downtown Seattle. Where are you talking to us from? Um, I'm, I'm in my home office, and uh, that is in Copenhagen, Denmark. All right. Well, it's great to... Uh, we have another international uh, person involved in this uh, in this program, and uh, I've been to Copenhagen several times and enjoyed my time there very much. Ah, okay, <laughs> interesting. Well, uh, you know, one of the first things uh, that I always find useful is uh, if you could tell us a little bit about the work that you're currently involved in. Yeah, sure. So. I'm working in a company called Monsido, powered by Civic Plus. Uh, and we are originally, Monsido was, was a, a Danish company, but now acquired um, by a US-based company. But but the Danish part of the company, so to say, um, the, the, the product that we are creating, that is an accessibility testing tool. So uh, I'm basically working with improving this accessibility scanner tool. Uh, so it's, it's, it's mainly about automated accessibility testing, but also um, um, obviously there are a lot of things that we can test by machines that needs a manual review. So it's also about how can we best in, in a platform like the one we do, how can we best um, help our customers to, to both get the of the machine test, so to say, but also help them to, to do the manual reviews they need to do. So that's, I would say that's one part of my job to, to basically help to, to improve our own product. But I'm also doing a lot of uh, awareness work, I would say, and that's both internally and externally. Um, so by internally, that means that now we are an, an organization of more than a thousand people um, and we, we also in our company need to to build up and man, maintain accessibility awareness. I'm I'm doing a lot around that. I started in 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 Monsido about seven eight months ago, and one of the very first things I I started doing there was to start uh, creating an accessibility champion network to to make sure that 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 we could anchor awareness and knowledge in. In, in, in all the teams across our own organization. And also when we are doing external uh, events with our customers and, and, and other people, uh, I usually go in there for yeah for, for, for doing some awareness and knowledge work. 
as well. Well, it, it could be helpful if you could explain a little bit more about your product, the types of things that it does, uh, uh, you know, who or what types of organizations uh, might be interested uh, in acquiring it. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's, it's you could say it's 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 an compliance platform we are doing uh it's not only about accessibility uh, though accessibility is a very big part of it now it, it also has other things quality assurance uh, you know check for broken links check for wrong spelling etc etc uh, but but i'm 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 working with our accessibility module so uh, it's basically a tool used by websites, owners. It could be a municipality or a company uh, having a website and they want to make sure that, that they are complying to, to basically the WCAG standards, but, but hopefully also doing, doing even better <laughs> than that. But we, um, so we are scanning for people's websites, finding uh, accessibility errors and uh, reporting and that and trying to help them too fix these things and guide them on how to fix these things all right uh, great well, yeah. it's helpful to uh learn more about that uh one, one of the, the uh things that we enjoy doing with this uh, program is finding out how people uh found their way to accessibility uh it's it's often very different for, for different people but we want to encourage as many people as possible to get involved. So how did it start for you that you first became familiar with uh, accessibility and decided to make it part of your regular work life? Mm, yeah, sure. Um, I, I happen to be a blind person myself. So accessibility has kind of always been re relevant to me in, in one or the other way. Um, I could see more from the beginning of my life. Uh, it was only, people only found out when I was six, seven years old that I had some problems with my eyes. At, at that time, I could see much more. Uh, so my 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 vision and eyesight gradually vanished over time. So, so today I can see about um, one or two percentage probably of, of what most people can can see so that means i can see a little bit of light and darkness and some shapes in in, in the right uh, lighting condition uh, so and i'm a screen reader user myself today um so so accessibility was always relevant to me uh in in the way that i uh, pretty much of my life encountered accessibility issues or barriers in not not only in in, in digital uh, systems but right from early on in my life it was difficult to get for example access to knowledge uh, at that time audiobooks was was not mainstream it was something special on on audio cassettes and it, i mean there were very limited um number of, of books uh, I could go to my library, for example, to pick up at that time uh, that was uh, available to me. Um, I got into working with accessibility professionally uh, around 2011. Um, I took a degree in computer science back in, that must have been 2004, around that time. Um, and I realized 
at that time, I just had an idea that 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 I wanted to. I had the idea that I would probably want to work in uh, software development, web development, some something um, in 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 that area. But I also found it was as uh, I was not completely blind blind at that time. Uh, I, I could see more than today, but but I was using magnification and I was I had started using. Um, screen readers also at that time um but already at that time i found it to be very difficult to work uh with many of these systems that were basically needed to work as a software developer for example uh, many of the development development tools were not uh, very accessible at that time it, it, it though it is possible to do to do like to work as a programmer just text-based but I was not really into that and I, I felt at that time I, I would kind of always be a little bit behind in the job market if I were to compete with programmers developers who could use all sorts of smart uh, tools that weren't accessible to me at that time um, <clears throat> so I couldn't really figure out what to do and for for some years I, I just had different small jobs I, I worked a couple of, of years with some database uh, administration uh, I, I did a bit of freelance uh, game uh, development uh, stuff like that and then then around 2011 i decided that i, I needed to find a more like stable uh, way of, of, of living so to say uh, so and but still I, I couldn't really i was insecure i can see that now uh, i'm not sure i was that aware about it at, at that time but i was really insecure at that time on how could i fit into a normal workplace still with all these systems not not being very accessible so and it was difficult for me to at that time to see how could i work my way around uh, all these inaccessible systems that i would have to work with so so i basically decided that I would just create my own job. And I started my own consultancy at that time. And, and then I, the idea was, if, if if I'm in control of this, I can decide which tasks I'm doing and what I can uh, ask others to do. So that was a plan. And I did that for uh, yeah, pretty much until last year. I've, I've been running my own consultancy um, up until now. Um, well, you've, uh, you've already uh, you've already covered a lot of things, uh, and I, <laughs> I'd like to uh, you know just uh, go back uh, a little bit. Uh, and, yeah. and first of all, uh, you know, thank you for sharing your your personal challenges to you know be able to you know find your way with the assistive technology. Um, it's it sounds like in in your case, uh, you that you did you did have some assistive technology support early on to help you. And it also sounds like you had an interest uh, in technology. Uh, am I, am I correct? Yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that, 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 that's right. All the way through school, I used different types of uh, assistive technology. So in, in the beginning, it was mainly Zoom magnification. And then over time, I needed more and more uh, speech uh, screen reader uh, software and, and and today I I I only depend on my screen reader. I, can, I cannot see anything going on on the screen but 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 all through you know school education I did use different uh, assistive technologies and and 
and and and then uh, as I said, I, I mentioned I, I, I took this degree in computer science, which was also difficult because a lot of things were, weren't that accessible, <laughs> all the study materials and stuff like that. But I, uh, luckily, I, I managed and. Um, got out on the other side with some technical background from my education and then my user perspective from you know personally encountering all these uh, accessibility barriers so, and that's also why I, I felt it, it I mean there, there were an idea about starting my own company at that time because I, I could both see it from the user perspective but I also had the technical knowledge to talk to developers about what's actually wrong in the code and, and what do you need to fix uh, to make this work? Well, uh, it, so you, having a, uh, an interest in technology and obviously using uh, assistive technologies uh, uh, made you, uh, you know, fit in well with the accessibility, but where did you start to uh, learn more about it more broadly than just the ways that you were working with it yourself. Were there any certain resources or people that you worked with or organizations that you got involved with where you started to find out about more about the broader accessibility uh, uh, community and, and uh, the ways to make things more accessible? Hmm. Um, when when I started out, I, the how I started that was really by obviously from the beginning I didn't know anything about WCAG or accessibility rules or anything about that. I, I, I obviously obviously knew that sometimes my assistive technologies would would not work as expected, and I also had some ideas about why they did not work because I didn't know about the code uh, behind the websites. Um, and how I started, that was more more than it was, you know, like doing WCAG assessments or anything like that. It was more taking my computer or my iPad or something at that time, bringing it, bringing it out to a company and, and, and saying, hey, uh, let me show you how your website or your web shop or your self-service solution or whatever it is, how that actually functions uh, for a person who can't see anything. And and it right up until now, uh, it, it has always been one of the things that I like the most when I can actually get to give people, you can say an aha moment or the eye opener uh, that people often do get when they see someone navigating the screen reader on their own website, for example. Um, it, it's still today that, it, in my experience, that's where that that what changes uh, that that's what makes the change for for many people where they suddenly understand. Okay, this is actually very important for some people. Uh, it's not good enough what we are seeing right now. We need to change something, and so that was how I started in the beginning. And in the beginning, I, I approached. I, I tried to approach many. Uh, private sector companies at that time and uh, the market was not anywhere near mature for, <laughs> for that at that time but I didn't know um but but that was really at that time the things I was most concerned with you know web shops that I couldn't use uh, uh, flight companies where I couldn't uh, book tickets all, all these things that everybody needs to do on 
um, every day uh, and yeah, pretty much every day uh, uh, often have to do. And I thought it can it can only make sense for this new big online supermarket if uh, they can also sell their stuff to 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 blind people, but them. They they didn't buy in at all at that, <laughs> at that time, so I learned that I need to to look more at the public sector and municipalities because they at least they slowly started to to have some some awareness about accessibility around that time. So for many years, um, I, I, you can say I, I made my living for testing uh, websites for municipalities, ministries, and stuff like that, and just a very few. Uh, private uh, organizations uh, but um, yeah fortunately that's that's changing now uh, I, I see and um, yeah I'm, I'm really happy to see that now well I, I, I'm always interested in learning uh, how accessibility is put into place in different parts of the world and so uh, in in your area particularly uh, in your country or maybe more broadly the European U Union um, do you feel like there is uh, uh, sufficient support to be able to uh, you know do the types of things you need to do for accessibility and then another part of that is uh, um, do you see that there's some things that are unique to your geographical area that might be different from, for example, how things are done in the United States? Um, yeah, so it, 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 so here in Denmark, we, 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 are. We have the same legislation as in, in the rest of the EU, and that that's basically what we, we got the an, an EU directive back in, in 2018, and then it was rolled out over uh, the years after that, and that that really changed a lot. That that moved all the all the public sector organizations, municipalities, and all these things. They they really. Got got working at, at that time. It it did not happen the first day. It's 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 still happening, but it's definitely definitely much better today than it was before. We got that uh, legislation, um, and then now we are looking forward to the what what do you call it the European Accessibility Act, which which will be from from uh, twenty twenty five. And that from that time, a lot of the private sector organizations, uh, e-commerce and stuff like that, will will also have to follow um, accessibility rules. And I'm really excited to see how fast they will adapt. <laughs> uh, uh, I hope it will be faster than than how it was for the public sector organizations. Uh, we do have more knowledge out in the development teams, etc., today than 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 we had earlier on but but i'm a little i'm a little bit afraid they will be very very late to start to to do the work it, it i mean you don't if you have a big e-commerce web, website you don't you just make it accessible overnight it's a process that can take a lot of time actually so for many of these organizations I've, i think they will be very busy at some point to, <laughs> to get out to the legislation well i always like to find out um, you know, what people have in plans for the future or how they're thinking about the future. Um, are there any things moving forward that you're particularly interested in? And uh, another way to 
consider that is uh, are there things that you think the accessibility profession uh, needs to focus on more than maybe it has in the past? You certainly have a, you know, a long lived life, work life experience to draw from. Hmm. Yeah. Personally, I'm 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 really excited about what will happen with the with the legislation here in in EU when 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 the private sector more private sector companies will have to to follow accessibility rules and it's really because if you remember that I mentioned how that was really that was how I tried to start out when I started my company in the beginning I wanted to be able to to do my shopping in the online supermarket for for me as a blind person it's not very easy to go shopping in the normal supermarket unless i have someone to to help me it's it's very useful to be able to shop online or if you imagine around christmas time uh, i i just like anyone else i need to go on, out out and uh, get some uh, christmas gifts from, from my girlfriend and from my children and my family and stuff like that and that's that's not very easy to do on your own as a blind person in a very crowded uh, Christmas mall, if you can imagine that. It's much, much easier to be able to do that uh, online. Uh, so I'm, I'm, so, and I would really prefer to answer this from a personal perspective rather than the accessibility professional perspective. I'm looking so much forward to, uh, to seeing the impact uh, that that this new legislation will have on, on the private companies, because I think that's that's really where it starts doing a big difference for for people's uh, lives. That's that's really where 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 we have the big uh, barriers, as I said, for 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 living independence and um, lives, and for people to to participate uh, in in. In, in life and society that that's when we get get these barriers down so i'm looking very much forward to that also i have i have an an 11 year old boy who also has a a, a, a visual impairment and obviously it's, it's it's very i'm very concerned about that he's growing up in a more accessible world today with more opportunities than i felt that i had at that time so i'm i'm and but also i'm i I mean that that's that's what drives me pretty much now, and uh, but but also I want to say I'm 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 very positive uh, about how fast it actually moves now. I'm very positive about the technology. I'm so excited to see just all the new stuff with AI. What what does that mean for both accessibility and for assistive technologies? Just in one or two or five years from now. So so I'm, I'm very positive. A lot of very exciting things are, are happening uh, in this area. Well, uh, I yeah, I appreciate you uh, giving your thoughts on those personal interests. And uh, I do want to follow what's going on uh, in, in your uh, area with the uh, new legislation. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that moves forward. Uh, uh, Lars, uh, it, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I've enjoyed our conversation. I've uh, learned a lot. And so I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, sure. Thanks. I, I really enjoyed it as well. It was interesting talking to you. So, so thanks for inviting me in here. 
All right, maybe we'll uh, meet up together uh, in in the physical world at some point. Yeah, next next time next time you happen to to visit Copenhagen, I will have a coffee ready for you. All right, very good. Thank you. <laughs>